What's up, everybody? Welcome to the post-draft edition of The Cut. Sean, Chris, and Randy are here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. This is going to be more of a fantasy episode. We've been focused on the draft. I know Christian and Randy have, but we are going to be talking more fantasy uh, outlooks here. Boys, how we doing? I'm doing well, man. Uh, diving into the 2021 tape already. God, you are the worst. <laughs> I've watched four Trevor Lawrence games already, four or five Trey Lance games. So, um, I mean, we're in quarantine. What else is there to do? You know, so yes. may as well get a head start, right? Nikki can't be happy about the fact that you're watching more tape. Well, I do it on my computer, and she probably enjoys her alone time anyway with my headphones in, you know, because I get annoying. So, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I think you're annoying, but I also spent like five years with you every single day. So maybe <laughs> accurate. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're not that annoying. <laughs> well, Randy. Go ahead. Go ahead, Christian. One more final thought before I move on here. I was going to say, I hope she doesn't think I'm too annoying, but here we are. I'm, I'm podcasting. She was, she was still awake, so she hasn't left me yet. So that's a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> We're on a timeline though. Shit. Randy, how are you doing? Please. I, am, I am great because it's Sunday after a hell of a week. Just, just <laughs> so much projects and, work to do for school i i am burnt out oh yeah dude i had i had a rough week too i mean waking up at noon playing the show i mean (laughs) (laughs) you think i'm not doing that this week even though it's finals week you crazy i'm 100 doing that yeah i'm currently furloughed from my job so i'm spending a lot of time doing nothing yeah i've been staying uh, up till 4 a.m it's fun yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah All right, so what we're going to do today is we are going to go through our Dynasty Draft recap. We'll talk about how our rookie draft went. Um, started it last Wednesday. Uh, was it Wednesday? I think it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, we'll give you guys how we thought we did, um, Any some kind of surprises that we had, just a couple. We won't dive too far into it. Uh, the majority of our episode is going to be uh, we're going to do a rookie buy or sell based on uh, landing spots for some of the big-name rookies that you're going to maybe be targeting and redraft. I know it's only May 3rd, but uh, it's never too early to talk about this stuff, so we'll, uh, we're going to get into it. So uh, without further ado, let's get right into our Dynasty Draft recap, how we did. I'll go ahead and start. Originally, I came into the draft with the ninth pick in the first round. I wanted to ensure I need, because I need a quarterback desperately. So me and my, my pal Christian, Christian sent me over the fourth pick in the first round and carry on Johnson. I sent him back Joe Mixon in the ninth pick. I wasn't too happy about it at the time, especially how with the DeAndre Swift to the Lions news, but it guaranteed me a top four player, obviously. And I woke up on draft day and traded up from number four to number three. Um, I gave away. T.Y. Hilton in the fourth pick. I got back Ian Thomas in the third pick, and I think Christian was a little bit jealous about that. Well, yeah. I mean, Ian Thomas is a young, up-and-coming tight end, and you guaranteed that you would get one of your targets. So I I think it was well worth it to give up T.Y. Right. So I walked away with the third pick. Uh, Both Tua and Burrow. Burrow came off the board, and then Tua won two. 
I was a little bit disappointed about that because that's definitely one of the positions I was targeting. But Christian made a good point that I allowed me to get the consolation prize of probably the number one rookie pick in the draft at Clyde Edwards Hilaire, the new running back of the Kansas City Chiefs. So I took him at three. I did trade back up into the first round um, from uh, having only a pick at uh, the fifth pick in the second. I traded away Juju Smith-Schuster to trade back up to the sixth pick. And I was able to get the third QB that came off the board, one that I could solidify my QB spot a little bit in Justin Herbert. Held Pat at 205. Randy would not trade me 201, no matter me trying to get it from him, uh, to take Henry Ruggs. I ended up with a decision between T. Higgins and Michael Pittman at the fifth pick in the second round. Was going back and forth, decided to go T. Higgins just based on the upside. Personally, I know Christian kind of leans more on the Michael Pittman route. And then my favorite pick of the draft, watching the third round go by, I noticed that LaVisca Shainault was still on the board. I got with the person who had the seventh pick in the third round, traded him my fourth round pick and a third round pick in the 2021 draft and was able to take LaVisca Shainault in the third round in the back end of it. And I felt great about that. Yeah, man, I think you got a pretty good haul here, um, but a, a really good haul here. I don't want to down downplay <laughs> how, how good of a draft you had. Um, however, here I am. So I'll, I'll give my update. So I obviously got Joe Mixon. Yeah, why don't we why don't we go through? We'll go through all three of ours. And then if, if we want to touch on everybody else, we can. Yeah, so, go ahead. Sounds good. Um, so I got Joe Mixon and jerry judy essentially in the trade with sean so i gave up carry on johnson and the 104 for joe mixon and jerry judy because that's who i selected at 109 he's a guy i think is probably going to be the best rookie receiver just in terms of volume um and target share i could definitely see another receiver passing that but i love the pick um and then i didn't pick again until the fourth round which kind of sucked i was trying to trade up after i took judy i wanted to come back up and get michael Pittman and really solidify my my young receiving core but i wasn't able to get a deal done no one wants robbie anderson for some reason um <laughs> i offered him up multiple times but because you keep trying to offer him for too much no I, man he's he's worth a second like i i think so at least always- but he still got that Adam Gase stink on him. No one wants yeah, him. Did, That's true. You did you did try to trade up in my for my two oh five so you could take Michael Pittman. That's very true. Yeah, and, and I would have done that, but I didn't pick again until the four oh three. And I took AJ Dillon, who was by far the best back left. Randy picked right before me. He he'll touch on who he took, but um I really like AJ Dillon's outlook long term. I don't think that he's gonna be an asset this year, but I mean I, I it's a stash. I do need more running back depth and hopefully he is relevant this year. And then I didn't pick again until the five Oh two. Um, as you can see, I think I only picked in my spot one time and it was because I traded back for my pick from Sean, but yeah. um, I took James Prochet from um, the, the new Baltimore wide receiver. I think that he has a chance to get on the field just simply because Baltimore doesn't have a good receiving core in general. Um, so I, I took that as a flyer. I like what Prochet does. So um, even if he doesn't get on the field, it's a good stash and maybe I can flip him later. He's a fifth round pick. That's the last, last round in our draft. So. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to me, I 
had some pre-draft trades. Uh, one was actually the week of the actual NFL draft. I, I traded uh, the 107, the 110, and the 210 for DeAndre Hopkins, which I think that was a pretty good trade. <laughs> and I also ended up trading, I think it was a fourth-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and Gronk for a 2022 first for, to Seth, who finished, I think, like third, like a third to last this year. So here's hoping that continues in two years. Uh, <laughs> But because of all those trades, I only had four picks. Uh, 201, I picked Henry Ruggs III, who uh, people obviously didn't like the landing spot a lot because it's it's a guy that if he would have went to the 49ers or the Broncos, I think he would have been in the first. But because he didn't, he went to the Raiders, and it's my favorite team, so I was sitting here very happy about that. <laughs> uh, and then moving on, I thought about trading up a couple times and trading back, but I stuck at 302 and ended up picking Jacob Eason, who has probably the best chance of the rest of the quarterbacks left to start first, uh, just because the Colts don't have any quarterback on the roster besides him after this year. Uh, obviously, they're going to figure it out, but Eason could be that guy. If not, he's just sitting on my taxi squad anyways. Uh, I was looking at Chenault in the late third, but Sean traded up and got him. So I ended up getting my favorite player in the draft and Devin DuVernay. And probably in my eyes, it's not early, but it probably was a couple picks early, especially because I picked it 402 as well. And I ended up sniping Joshua Kelly from Christian there just to have uh, just another back on my roster. I already have, I think I have like 13 receivers now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and plus I also, Traded away before the draft, Justin Jackson for I believe a third round pick, and I basically just got the guy that's going to replace Justin Jackson in the draft. So <laughs> in I the will fourth, take it. yeah, I'll take fourth, it. Lightning. So yeah, I I didn't really need receivers that bad, but I got them, and I didn't really need anything that bad. Honestly, I my team has uh, gotten really good this last end of the stretch of the year. Odd flex, but okay. I mean, it's true. It's true. I had to <laughs> drop fair. a defense just to get an undrafted rookie I liked. <laughs> yeah. I went into it needing a quarterback. I got the quarterback. My th- Unfortunately, it was the third of the three that I would have liked, but I wasn't going to get up to one or two. I wasn't expecting those two to go off the board right away. I was hoping that um, Edward Tolaire would pencil into one of them. But, I mean, it's really not a terrible consolation prize to get the best running back in this rookie class with the landing spot, including having Damian Williams already. So I have that entire Chiefs backfield pretty much locked down. Um, Trading up, Juju was a lot. I'm not going to lie, it was a lot. And my draft is going to be determined by Justin Herbert. If Herbert comes in week three, week four for Tyrod Taylor, and does well with the weapons that he has, I'm going to feel a lot better because that'll give me Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, and Justin Herbert. I think that's a pretty pretty good three-person quarterback in a super flex league. 12-team super flex. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, yeah. but if, if, if he doesn't play, then, then I mean, I'm going to feel a little bit bad about it, but this is all that was also a future pick because eventually they're going to give the keys to Herbert, whether it's week four or week 15, 16, Get rid of Tyrod Taylor. Herbert will eventually be the starting quarterback in Los Angeles. And then adding T. Higgins, uh, there's reports already that he's going to start on the outside with A.J. Green, with Tyler Boyd in the slot. If that's the case, I feel very good about that because Joe Burrow is an improvement over Andy Dalton. 
and T. Higgins is going to get a lot of targets early and often because we all know A.J. Green's not going to play all 16 games. Either he's going to get <laughs> traded, he's going to get hurt, he's going to quit, whatever. He, he's not playing all 16. It's very true. Um, also, side note, we should talk. I have Tyrod, so you can just lock up that whole quarterback room uh, for a steep price. Yeah, steep. I, I'm not going to want to pay whatever you're going to want. <laughs> hey, you're, already, you're already asking for too much for Mitch Trubisky. Hey, I the reason that Trubisky's price is so high for me is because I have Foles too, and I don't want to be wrong about which one I did think is read, actually going to start. If you read the article that's in Sleeper about how full they could argue that Foles has more uh, of a inside track to the starting job right now than Trubisky does. Oh yeah, I could say that over and over. That's why I went and got Foles this week. Yeah, <laughs> but See, this, this is why I have four starting quarterbacks, so I just don't have to worry about the. the I mean, track. there at some point this year, Herbert is going to start. Yeah, he's going to start this year at some point. Yeah, we're, and we'll get into that with our uh, we'll get into that with our uh, buyer sells. But I, I think Herbert is going to be back there, and like I said, he's still going to be my third quarterback behind Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins. I like those as my two. Um, if and if those stay healthy for all sixteen games, I feel very good as Herbert being my third. Tyrod for Carson Wentz, straight up. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Hello, man. UB Factory. But <laughs> exactly. In all honesty, I'll, uh, the last thing I'll say is I was shocked that Shane Alt lasted all the way to the middle of the third round. I mean, guys like KJ Hamler, Chase Claypool, Antonio Gandy Golden, and KJ Hill all came off the board before LaVisca Shane Alt. And the next receiver off the board after him was Donovan Peoples Jones. Now, granted, we are Browns fans. This is a Browns, mainly Browns fan league. But to get a guy who it's very possible he could start, in his rookie year, in the back end of the third, not giving up a ton, giving up a fourth-round pick and a third-round pick next year. Like I said, that's that. not only is that my favorite pick because of who Shane Alt is, but just the what I had to give up for him, I, I love it. And that helps me. Adding him and Higgins kind of helps me to uh, lessen the blow of giving away Juju and T.Y. Hilton. I, I also don't know how, how Peoples Jones went before Duvernay. Yeah. But Peoples Jones won't touch the field right. and Duvernay second receiver on the team. In, in fairness, Higgins was a free agent at the time. Hey, we, we did, they didn't, the Browns didn't announce that they were bringing Fair. back, back Higgins until a couple days later. So you, you could argue that people's Jones had the inside track to the number three receiver. I'd argue I'm, that Damian Ratley has that before. Yeah. I'm, right. But I think people's Jones is more, is more athletic and could turn into a better receiver than Damian Ratley, but I get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, I, I just can't see how Peoples Jones is getting on the field now, especially that Higgins is back. But yeah, well, right. Yeah. We didn't it, know that, like you he's said. Gonna, he's going to develop if he turns into your fourth guy. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens. But uh, chances are uh, Landry and Beckham aren't healthy for all 16 games either. It's very true. So hopefully at least um, half. All right. So at the end of the day, I feel very good. I know I gave up a lot with giving up Mixon and Juju, but I feel good about what I was able to get back. I got younger. My team definitely got younger. Um, and I have some, I have some guy. It's very possible Clyde Edwards Hilaire has a top fifteen running back season, regardless of rookie. I'm just saying, like in general, he could be an R, like RB fifteen, um, fifteen forward. Um, it, once they decide to give him the start over Williams, I'm, I I don't know what's going to happen there, but um, I, I I feel like my team got younger, and I think I replaced the pieces, especially wide receiver with Higgins and Shane Alt. They could turn into a couple years being. Big, big dynasty pieces. 
Yeah. My main takeaway is I need to be more uh, careful with my draft picks because there were so many guys that I wanted. Um, no, you I don't. You got Michael Thomas. You got Joe Mixon. Like, you got a lot of people, man. <laughs> like I know. I've, I've turned my, my picks into a lot of good things, and I have two firsts next year. Um, the only thing is, is I don't really have a young quarterback to build on other than Josh Allen. So, uh, Jameis Winston, could too, argue, if you get the starting job. You could argue that of the young quarterbacks, Josh Allen may be one of the worst to have. Not for ah, fantasy. For fantasy. Yeah, yeah I guess. Not for fantasy. But, yes, I, I don't hey, argue. keep an eye on Jake Fromm, man. Ew, no, I'll, I'll keep zero eyes on Jake Fromm. Uh, <laughs> um, um, no, my my other main takeaway is that Randy Hall is actually the actual QB factory. Uh, taking Facts. a quarterback with his second pick is just outlandish. Yeah, um, I mean, it's just in case you know, like Stidham doesn't keep a job. You know, Drew Locke ends up getting hurt. Darnold, you know, gets gazed. Baker, Baker. doesn't do well. I mean, do you, you know, realize how many ends you need, right? <laughs> Eason isn't even the third. Philip Rivers is going to start probably the majority of this year for the Colts anyway. He's yeah. starting all year. Eason's yeah. not going to play. <laughs> no. And he He's took him. Yeah. You took him to hoard him. That's oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I, I took him to possibly have five starting quarterbacks next year. That's insane. I hate you. Sure. I feel great. I feel great about what I got back. I don't know. Randy seems to feel pretty good. Christian's a little bit on edge, but it's just because he only had three picks. Yeah. And yeah. He, and he was, and there were like tons of guys I wanted, but I I still love my picks. Like getting Jerry Judy at the one hundred and nine, that shouldn't have happened. True. Honestly, I, I'm I'm just happy as the commissioner that we had a twenty four hour time limit per pick, and it got done in two days. I don't yeah. know how that's possible, but it did, and I'm very happy for it. Even though we did have a lot of stagnant times at times, people were getting very antsy in the chat. <laughs> So yeah. a couple of things I want to touch on before we move on to the, our fantasy buy or sell. Jalen Rieger went fourth. I mean, he's – I like him, but he shouldn't have went fourth. Over, over, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Herbert, J.K. Dobbins, C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, and Justin Jefferson. And Henry Ruggs. And, and Henry Ruggs, Ruggs yeah. So. I didn't go into the second round, but yeah. Well, I'm just, that's like the next top receivers. Right. Well, so here's my argument for it, and I'm not sure how much I even buy this, but I mean, Jalen Rager is the wide receiver one on his team right now. Uh, you could say the same thing about Henry Ruggs and Denzel Mims, and that's about where the list ends. So I <laughs> think he was going more like the target maybe, chain. Maybe Michael Pittman. Uh, still got to be Hilton for now. Yeah, but Hilton, I mean, but Hilton is never healthy going into a season. Yeah, that's, so I, you can make that argument as well. But I think Rager being the the definite wide receiver one for his team is something that he wanted. Um, and then he also picked up. Um, uh, one, I will one, tell you, one of the other receivers that they drafted. Um, you're, talk, uh, you're talking. Um, Seth? Seth. Yeah. He got well. He took Cole Komet in the third. How bad? He took. Um, I wonder if I can. Let me see if I can do this by team here. There we go. He took Cole Komet. I mean, he ended up with John, John Hightower. Tower. Yeah. In the Sorry, I just, yeah. See, I, I, I think that having one of those guys hit. I think Rager's obviously going to be better, but having two receivers on the same team when there's a little bit of uncertainty is kind of smart. I don't condone taking Rager at four, but 
it let me get Judy. So thank you, Seth. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I think. Would you guys? Would you guys agree that Edward Tolaire was the obvious third pick? Yeah. After- I will- I mean, like I, I can argue if you absolutely need a quarterback, Herbert. I can see. The I mean, I ended up with them Taylor. anyway for that. In, in yeah, that no, case, I mean, it's for me. You're literally just picking your favorite between him and Taylor there. Yeah, and I think, and I think having Damian Williams, I think played a little bit to that because that way I do lock up the whole Chiefs backfield. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's smarter. Plus, I mean, Clyde catches balls. Taylor, Randy will tell you. How bad Jonathan Taylor and, is. And, catch and you talked about it a couple episodes ago that people have are comparing his route running ability out of the backfield to Christian McCaffrey. If that's yeah. the case, sign me up. Yeah. I mean, he's been compared to Brian Westbrook, who was a top yeah. 10 back. And his own coach compared him to that. Yeah. And yeah. the same coach that coached Brian Westbrook. So it's, yeah. a, it's a good situation. I would have definitely taken him there. So um, other than that, uh, I think one thing to note, there were four receivers that went off the board in the first round, but the first one was Rieger. Uh, we talked about it. Henry Ruggs dropped to the second. I, I, we, I talked about that. That was a little bit of a surprise. But to Chris, much to Christian's dismay, Keyshawn Vaughn, Darrington Evans, and LaMichael P. Ryan all went in the second round. Which is just asinine, dude. Yeah, like, early, early <laughs> <in the second. laughs> I, I thought P. Ryan was going to get to me at the 403, man. Shout or the 401. Up. I thought he was going to get to the 401. That's who, so that's who you wanted to trade up. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I, had to get in front of, I needed to get in front of Randy at that point. But I thought, no way P. Ryan's going to go. And then Frank takes him in the freaking second. I was so pissed. And the pick before was Michael Pittman. So I was just double pissed because I couldn't get up for Michael Pittman. And then I watched my next target go off the board with the next pick. Damn it. It's okay, though. AJ Dillon, was, Derrick Henry 2.0. I was telling did you guys know that Frank had eight picks in this draft? Yeah. Yeah. He he traded a lot, dude. <laughs> He's got a lot next year, too. The dude Never just stashes him. him. He's really good at dynasty. I don't know who Raymond Coyas is. Frank Frank is a good fantasy football player. He is. Yeah. He does but his research. Again, I'm glad I'm glad that I was able to pop in front of him to get Shane Alt. I, I do feel good yeah. about that. You, you'll see how good I feel later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That sounded weird. I meant I will talk about it in a, in a later in a later segment. I will <laughs> let me clarify. I apologize to our listeners. It's late on a Saturday. Sunday. And, uh, Sunday. 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 Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> I thought I was last, if I had to pick of the like looking at the fourth and fifth round. The one pick I I, I feel good. I, I'm happy. Uh, someone else, other than Tyler Johnson in the fourth because you know he's my favorite player. Um, I, I Dan Dan's pick of Josiah Degara in the middle of the fifth round, the the Degara falling out, falling all the way down there that could end up being good. I know that a lot of people like Sternberger, and I hope that's the case because I have Sternberger. But taking a third round draft pick in the back end of the fifth, who I'm guessing the Packers are going to try to utilize. I, I like I like Dan Fick there. So my argument against it though is is Kyle Juszczyk being rostered in our dynasty league. That's what they said Degora is going to be, and if that's what he is, like I can't see him having any fantasy value. Like he'll be really good for the Packers. Don't get me well, wrong. I I think if he's in that role, he's he good. Could, but he could vulture touchdowns. But then you're he could. Yeah. I mean, you would have to be. Like Sean was down the stretch last year, like 
just desperate <laughs> for a flex play. I don't <laughs> right. I say, sure you, you got screwed in a lot of ways. And yeah, you just, I know. You were just you know, like, yeah. David, I mean, Johnson, David Johnson getting his goddamn role taken out from under him. Damian Williams just not playing down the stretch. Yeah, it was fun. It was bad. <laughs> I, I feel I feel good about my team going into this year, though, especially like I said, Edwards. You could I I might hell I might start Edwards Hilaire week one. You should. Yeah, um, definitely should. That one. Uh, did you, I didn't realize. Guys. I didn't realize that the Raiders announced that Lynn Bowden is going to start his career at running back. Yeah, they're third uh, string. Him and him and uh, Antonio Gibson are basically going to have the same role to mm-hmm. where. I mean, obviously different teams, but they're both just going to be running backs that are also going to be playing receiver. Shout out to Lesh, though, for taking Jake from. I mean, Lesh. Shout out to Lesh. Just shout I, out. I probably would have taken him in the fifth. Maybe. He, he did, yeah. Yeah. And then how about Jordan Love going second round? I, I, I can see you talking about How that. about Jalen Hurts going before Jordan Love? And that's I can also, see that, too. Also Lesh. <laughs> that yeah. was also Lesh. I, I can see both of those scenarios playing out, though, because Jordan Love doesn't have an, a track to the starting job, whereas, I mean, Carson Wentz has gotten hurt, what, every year? Well, and Hurts has a track to play, no matter what. Sure. I, I see. I don't believe that whole that they're going to try to put him on the field together. Thing. I mean, I think they will. I don't think it's going to be – I don't think he's going to get 20 snaps a game. Hey, if, if Hurts wants to throw the ball to Wentz, or if Wentz wants to throw the ball to Hurts, fine. As long as Carson Wentz is the guy. I'd like to see some <laughs> tape of him catching a ball, though. Yeah, it doesn't exist. Um, do you guys want to talk? Is there anything else you guys want to talk about about the draft? No, we're good. Just, uh, just we all, all of us liked our drafts, and but none of my guys are going to play. Uh, Christian, Christian kind of didn't. <laughs> I like my draft. I, I, I like it. I wish I could have gotten one of those higher end running backs, but I. Looking back on it, like I, I drafted a second round running back in the fourth of a dynasty rookie draft. Like I'm cool with that. I mean, he's a third string running back, but you know whatever. Yeah, but second string investment or second round investment from the package. I, I mean, I was the one that got you onto AJ Dillon. You absolutely hated him. Same with Pittman, by the way. But I know, and <laughs> you, you now don't I'm like the big guys, and I'm just like, no, dude, they're good. <laughs> yeah, now. And now I'm watching like Demonte Coxie, who's like a giant receiver, not very fast. I'm like, I love this guy. <laughs> the, the last thing I'll say is shout out to Dieter for having all of his picks in his spots for yeah. this year. Uh, he he didn't make any trades with his picks, and he still <laughs> won. Like, and he, he still won, won the league. Yeah, funny. He did all of it. So good for him. <laughs> Ooh, not happening again. <laughs> You bastard. All right, boys, let's take a break. When we get back, let's get into our rookie buy and sell for the 2020 season. Welcome back to our second segment here on The Cut. Uh, what we're going to do is I had gone through and listed a few uh, rookie players. We got about 22 here. And Christian went in and we added some buy or sell questions for each player. Um, so do we want to do this? Do we want to just each say what, what we would do first and then talk about it after? Is that how you guys want to do it? All right. All right. So we're going to start with my first pick in the 2020 draft, uh, taking a third overall drafted at number 32 in the actual NFL draft, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, new Kansas City Chiefs running back buy or sell. Is he an RB two at the end of 2020? 
I'm going to buy it. I'm not just saying that because he's not my team. I'm going to buy it. You better. Uh, but top 24, I think he hits that. I, I would have to buy it as well. Just Same. because I, I don't think there's a chance that Damon Williams has to spot over him. So, And we talked about it before. His pass catching adds another. That William, you could argue that Williams isn't nearly as good of a pass catcher as Edward Hilaire. And so that obviously is going to help him out to rack up the PPR points. And I'm guessing all of these are based on PPR leagues because, again, yeah, yeah. that's the only way to play. play. Yeah, if you just saying what the hell's wrong with you. So I'd also uh, buy that, by the way. Yeah. I don't know. If Sounds like we're all so we're all unanimous that we are going to buy it. Yeah, uh, I mean pass catching running back in PPR. I mean, what was Damian Williams' finish even with missing games? I'm sure he was I mean, I don't think he was a quarterback too. He was on, on, on a Super Bowl championship team that they have the best offense in football. That's I mean they're gonna be scoring points and he's definitely I mean I He's probably almost guaranteed to get six touchdowns. <laughs> so Williams Williams finishes RB thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. And, he just, and he didn't and he didn't play like he he did not play like six games. Yeah, exactly. And he split it with Shady half the year. That's what right. I'm saying. And Daryl. Yeah. And Daryl. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we're unanimous on that one. Uh, moving on here, Joe Burrow, the number one pick. And the number one pick in our uh, dynasty draft, buy or sell, worthy of a redraft selection in 2020. Um, I'm gonna sell. I also am gonna sell. I don't um, think he's more than a QB two. Yeah, but you can draft a QB two. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he's worthy of a selection. I'll buy it. Are See, we? And we are basing this on standard, not super flex. We are basing these on just normal. Just teams. a redraft, redraft, yeah, okay. yeah, redraft, right. Re- redraft. Been, one right. quarterback, though. So he, right. here's uh, let me let me put this in here. I wouldn't draft him in a one quarterback league. I would draft him obviously in super flex, yeah. even if right. it's redraft. The reason the reason I'm going to sell is again I'm basing it on the one quarterback mentality. I don't see a scenario where. Burrow comes in. He's probably going to start day one, but um, I don't see a scenario where everything gets fixed that was wrong with the Bengals in one offseason. Their line is still terrible. Um, AJ Green is still a giant question mark. T. Higgins is is he's going to have some work to do to get to the point that I hope that he gets to. But I'm just going. I'm going to sell it because I think you can have. 12 to 16 better quarterbacks that you can take over Burrow this year. Yeah. I, I'm going to agree with that, but also buy that I would draft him because you should be able to wait. And that's late round quarterback selection. Are you okay with waiting until the, let's say the 10th, 11th round and taking him as a, your quarterback one? Yeah. Because it's the same as like last year when people were waiting and taking Josh Allen. Kyler last year. Yeah, and if we, if yeah. you're saying the Bengals, Kyler had the, Kyler did add the running though, and he showed it. Burrow, Burrow doesn't necessarily have that. Burrow can run, but not not, not to Kyler's degree is what yeah, I'm saying. I mean, it, I won't say it's like he's not going to run as much as Allen, but he can run as much as Trubisky. Like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. If Bengals going to be bad. Means he's going to be throwing more. He's going to be throwing a lot. He's, he's I. I mean, I can see him getting four thousand yards and twenty-five touchdowns. Yeah, I mean that's very doable. Yeah, right. maybe. 
I Christian, are you selling? You're selling. With yeah, you, right? I'm still selling. I'm I'm buying them, but that being said, I'm definitely gonna probably have a streaming quarterback as well every now and then. Right. All right. Uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, I believe he went eighth. He was right before you, right, Christian, in our draft. Pick Maybe. before you. I, I, I believe so. Um, he was taken by the Lions in the second round. Buy or sell that Carryon Johnson has more fantasy points than DeAndre Swift in 2020. For buy. my sake, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to buy it. I am going to sell it for the sure fact he's going to miss four games. That's that's fair. <laughs> I, I, think, I think he's going to get a majority of the goal line work. Uh, I think he's going to get a decent amount of passing work, but it's just he has a greater chance to be out. So I, I can't so get You're making him more on availability with Swift. Yeah. I mean, and Swift has had little dings every now and then, but if he's not getting 30 carries a game, I'm sure he's going to be healthy besides a freak injury, obviously, all year. And going back to it, Christian, he went one pick after you, so you took duty over him. Ah, uh, yes, because that was my debate. I don't know why I forgot that. I am going to buy just because I hope to God I'm, I hope that happens. <laughs> I, the, so the reason I'm going to buy it is because I think the Lions brass has basically said that Swift is the perfect complement to carry on. And in that fact, like I, I still believe that carry on is going to be the guy starting every single week. Swift might get a majority of snaps one game or another. And I think that Swift does bring a different level to the passing game. But I think, like you said, Randy, I think carry on gets the, the goal line work. If you have to assume that the lions have a lot of goal line work with all their weapons. Now they had a decent amount last year. Yeah. The problem was carry on was hurt and that's Stafford. <laughs> yeah. And that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if they're both healthy, they're going to get a 50, 50 split. At worst, I'd say carry on getting goal line work. I could see at that he probably would be able to outscore, but because it's PPR, there's a chance of carry on getting hurt. I'm just going to sell. Just and it's also being a little different. Yeah. All right. So moving on, uh, our next one is J.K. Dobbins, who was taken uh, as the third running back off the board in our draft, um, second round pick to Baltimore. Buy or sell? J.K. Dobbins is a starting running back by week eight. I'm going to sell. I'm also going to sell. I think and I will give you my reasoning after we hear from Christian. Yeah. I'm going to buy this one, actually. I'm, the reason I'm selling is because Mark Ingram had the second best career. You could argue second to third, depending on what, you, what stat you're looking at. Mark Ingram had a great season last year. And he had over 1,000 yards rushing. He had double-digit touchdowns. He caught the most touchdown passes that he had in his career. He played 15 out of the 16 games. I'm guessing the 16th game that he sat was because he was hurt or because they were resting people because they didn't need to play him. Ingram, he's only 31. He's on, he's on contract again. I don't, see the, I don't see the Ravens just straight up benching Ingram for Dobbins. I think that was more of a long-term pick with Dobbins in the second round. I don't see how they just go away from Ingram in year two of his deal. So... Here's what I think, though. I think a second-round investment in a running back, when you have three guys that you like already, is it, it kind of shows that he must have been best player available at that position, and 
I assume that they were just like Jerry Jones when CD fell to him and that they were just ecstatic and they couldn't pass up this guy. For that reason, I think, like, I know they like Gus Edwards. I know they like Justice Hill. But I think they look at Dobbins as a combination of those two backs. And Mark Ingram, like you said, he's only 31. I mean, but he's 31. And for running backs, once you hit 30, you start going downhill. So I kind of assume that Mark Ingram takes a step back and Dobbins is able to establish himself. But not until week eight. Like, I think that's the cutoff for me. See, the the reason I said sell is because they're going to spend this whole year getting Dobbins integrated into the offense, learning the playbook, getting a repetition with Lamar, and they are going to run Ingram into the ground as best they can because he's only under contract for another year after this, but it's an opt-out with only $1 million in dead cap. So he is gone after this year. Mm-hmm. And they're going to run him to the ground. It's it's what teams do with older running backs on the end of contracts. You run them into the dirt, and then you get to the replacement. That's what's going to happen. So do you think they're comfortable, though, in only having three starting years of Dobbins? Because they took him. They don't have the fifth-year option on him. He's going to so, play. Yeah, but I mean. I don't think they're not, looking that far in advance yet. Well, that's kind of that kind of reinforces my point though like if they're not looking in advance do we think jk dobbins is going to be better than mark ingram in 2020 i don't know like i mean perhaps i'm gonna say no but it's only because mark ingram is career-wise one of the more efficient backs we've ever seen especially in the red zone so with as much as they run the ball it's it's not really a lot of running back runs though it's a lot of options so it's not designed runs so he's he doesn't really get a ton of carries a game. If you go back to last year, he was only getting about 14 carries a game on average. It's true. And that, and the, that's why I traded him after week three, after he had a big game. So I was like, I see yeah. the right on the roll here. Did have a good year, but still, he's for fantasy, he's only going to get a few touches. Uh, they're going to run the ball 40 times a game. So Dobbins going to get 14 touches. It's true. Yeah. It's I still, yeah. I, but I, I it's, it's for the sake of the question, I think that Ingram is still going to be their starting running back for the entirety of 2020. Yeah. I, All right. I, I just expect him to run him to the ground. Just yeah. what teams do. Makes sense. All right. Buy or sell CD Lamb as a wide receiver two in 2020. Sell, for me. sell because I can't guarantee he gets a thousand yards or five touchdowns. I'm going to sell because I don't think Dak can, I don't think this year Dak is going to have two top 24 wide receivers. I mean, I he, between their top three receivers last year, they had over 3,000 yards combined. I can't remember oh. the number, but if we're just saying he's going to replace Cobb for this year because yeah. he wants to play in the slot, that's about 800 yards. I think it was only like two touchdowns. Plus, I think we're all for, and we, and, and a lot of people are forgetting about Michael Gallup. There's just, there's, there's too much to go around between the three of them to put CD in the wide receiver two category. I, yeah. I believe Michael Gallup was their like leading yards receiver. Right. Like, yeah. But and Cooper was, I mean, Cooper was playing on one foot, but Cooper's always, uh, yeah. (laughs) I I also will sell this, by the way. So, because I I, I think that Gallup is actually going to finish higher than CD because I, yeah, I I, I think, yeah, maybe come 2021, CD is better than Gallup. That's Gallup's last year, I believe. So, yeah, and I don't see any way with with the Cowboys link inking, uh. Cooper to a long-term deal. 
taking CD. I don't see any way that Gallup is still with the Cowboys in three years. Oh, no. and, and don't be, I mean, I, I'm not going to say this, but don't be like shocked if he gets traded at the deadline. Yeah. Right. He, he, and he can, he's, he can go somewhere and help. All right. Moving on uh, to a uh, Tonga Vailoa. Uh, it's so weird how you say his name, given how it's spelled. But anyway, I guess that's what Hawaiian names do. Uh, buy or sell. Ryan Fitzpatrick starts more games than Tonga Vailoa in 2020. I'm going to buy that. I'm also going to buy because I don't think Tua is healthy at all this year. I'm going to sell because I think Tua will be healthy by training camp. I think he's healthy now. I was just going to say, I think he's healthy now, but I think they give him a redshirt year just because they know that they're not there yet. I think, I think they give him, sorry, Randy. Um, I think they give him a redshirt year because they don't want to risk anything. When you just use the fifth pick on who you want to be the franchise quarterback, you have Ryan Fitzpatrick for another year. You, you, no one's expecting you to win in 2020. So I think Tua sits behind Fitzpatrick. They don't they don't risk the injury. Um, and if and if he comes in, he comes in week 14. See, it's for me. It's just Tua is going to have. I mean, I'm sure he's already got the playbook. Once he knows the playbook, he he's already better than Ryan Fitzpatrick. So. I mean, I believe he's healthy at the moment. So if he just stays healthy and he has the playbook on lock and shows it to the team, I don't think you can sit there, especially with a a rabid fan base that's going to be sitting there, hey, we spent this draft capital on the guy, let us see him. And I, I do love Fitzpatrick, but it's going to, I think he's probably going to start between four and seven games. And there's just going to be that, how it always is with the rookie in the top pick that, that fan base yeah. calling the he's ready he's he's better he already. Get, he, it's very it's very he could get Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, and yeah. and Fitzpatrick is fine with that. <laughs> like he's been a career backup that has come in and done some incredible things. Like the he's a starting quarterback. This is his highlight of a career. The only reason the only reason I'm selling is I'm basing it. This is a rare scenario with a quarterback who who had a very very significant injury. Um, toward in the end of his college season, I just think that they want to that this, they're going to use training wheels. That that's the only reason. Well, because, I, yeah, and I agree, but I I also view him as fully healthy right now. So, yeah, <clears throat> I I also view him as healthy. I just kind of think that Fitzpatrick gets like probably ten games to to a six, and that's probably so, and for the sake of the question, right? All right, uh, buy or sell Jerry Judy as the number one wide receiver when it's all said and done next year. Rookie wide receiver, I apologize. I'm going to buy it um, just because I think that I have him on my dynasty team. Um, so, no, I'm just kidding. I think that the the Broncos are obviously showing that they want to get faster, more up-tempo with their offense, with their acquisitions, and the amount of weapons they gave Drew Locke. So I think that Judy has a chance to have a thousand yard season as a rookie. I'm going to sell because of the next guy we're going to talk about. Oh, well, I'm going to sell also because of him and a couple other receivers. Uh, mainly it's, I mean, Justin Jefferson has a great situation as well in Minnesota. And yeah. I mean, we got guys like Rager and rugs and Iuke that are high capital guys that go into great situations. So, I, I'm just going to sell for the likelihood that a wide receiver two has the best year out of all of them. Okay. Fair. 
All right, moving on. Uh, buy or sell Henry Ruggs establishes himself as the wide receiver one in Las Vegas. I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to buy that he finishes above Judy uh, at the end of the year. I am also going to buy it. I, I think he's going to get 1,000 yards this year. I'll buy it, but I think I'm buying it based on production, not as the number one option. Um, if that makes sense. So I think guys like Brian Edwards and maybe even Tyrell Williams might still technically be first reads in their offense. Um, but Ruggs is so dynamic. I mean, you can <laughs> toss him on a slant and it's 80 yards of yak. So, I mean. There's yeah. no way John Gruden's taking him where he did and not utilizing him. Very true. I mean, we, we saw what they did with their first rounders last year and barring injury from Abram, all of them would have played prominent roles in their team. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, moving on buy or sell. Jonathan Taylor has more fantasy points than Marlon Mack. Bye. Same. Yeah. Yeah. My Mack's got no shot, man. I see. I think that Mack will start at the beginning of the year and then sit the hell down. And never see the field again. Yeah, I mean, okay. uh, it's hard, it's hard not to agree with that. Yeah. Fire cell. Justin Jefferson is worthy of a rejash selection after being taken by Minnesota. Oh, buy. What? Yeah, what? you absolutely have to buy this. I'd buy I, it, but I don't think it's a sure thing like you guys think. I probably eighth round. Yeah. I mean, Thielen and there's always going to be that second with the way with Kirk Cousins. There's going to be two pass catchers that are going to have decent fantasy years. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Kyle Rudolph. It's going to be Jefferson. They the first round pick on him. He's a good player. He's perfect to work with Adam Thielen, and he's he's he's. I mean, people were taking Thielen. Now I get that Thielen and Diggs have more of a track record, but I mean, those two were going off the board fourth round. Mid third usually. Yeah. So I absolutely I think it, he's absolutely worth it. See, I think it'd be a late selection for me. Like I wouldn't reach on Jefferson. I mean, they also have Irv Smith, who is a very, very worthy pass catcher. Um they signed Tajay Sharp. I mean, they've still got BC Johnson coming off of injury. Like the the Vikings need at wide receiver. Yes, they had it because they lost Stefan Diggs, but I don't think that Jefferson is going to get the same exact role as Diggs. I think he can be fantasy relevant, but I think you're looking at like a wide receiver three for your team. I don't think you're looking at wide receiver one or two. Sure, but a wide receiver three is still definitely worthy of a pick. Yeah, Yeah. it's a redraft selection. Well, and I know, and I I bought it. I'm just saying like I'm not drafting Jefferson higher than the 10th probably. I I don't know, man. You got to think. That's fine. You can wait on him in our leagues, and I will take it. Yeah, because in, in our league, like me and Christian tend to wait on quarterbacks. That's just how we usually do it. And at that point, we'd already have at least two receivers, at least three running backs. I mean, we're talking the eighth round. Like, yeah. you're going to have a squad already. And you're right. going to, you want to take you have, you're, you're gonna have the receiver two on his team, who at worst, at least gets like 70% of Diggs' workload. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So we all bought it, but Christian's a little bit more skeptical. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, buy or sell Cam Akers will be the workhorse for the Los Angeles Rams. I hope I'm selling, man. Please, please give me Daryl Henderson, at least for one season. That's a hard buy. That's, they drafted him early when they had yeah, needs. It's uh, it, it, it. This is, yeah, this sucks. He's going to be the workhorse. That doesn't mean he does well. They didn't address the offensive line. It still awful. Yeah, yeah so, it sucks for me because I have Henderson. Yeah. I was hoping that he gets he'll, the starting. He'll still have a role, though. He's not going to start, but he'll still have a role. I, I mean, Henderson, Henderson couldn't even beat out Malcolm Brown. Henderson couldn't get his own concept last year. It's true. True, but I mean, uh, yeah. yeah I I, I'm going to buy this, but I think it sucks for Cam Akers. Like, he's going from it's Florida State. Spot. No, I mean, game. he's going from one shit offensive line to a shittier offensive line just in the NFL. I mean, that sucks. Yeah, but but he did it at Florida State. That's I know. The thing. Yeah. These guys are better than his line at Florida State. Like, yeah. you just can't argue against that. But the defense is also better. So it's kind of kind of yeah. even. Plus, the Rams are still going to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, they are. But Rams in Sean McVay's system, to be what they were and efficient, they have to have a workhorse running back. True. And you have to improve this line. Yeah, because yeah. once you do that, you can run that two tight end set with whatever receivers are on the field, and they can be dominant in that play action, which is why they got to the Super Bowl. And they just said, screw it. We don't need to do that this year. I mean, look how much they value Todd Gurley. Bye-bye. Well, because they, they weren't truly... Uh, able to trust him anymore yeah. because they their doctors were telling him he's basically nothing anymore. How about Devontae Freeman? Still not on a contract with anybody yet. <laughs> he's going to the Rams to take away yeah. uh, Cam I, I mean, I don't know how they could sign him, but... <laughs> it's true. They have to cut people. Alright, moving on here. Buy or sell T. Higgins starts week one. I am hand slamming that buy button, not just because I drafted him in the second round, but who the hell else is going to start outside? What so what are we Tyler Boyd? Yeah, I was guess what are Boyd's we gonna, I think Boyd's gonna move to the slot. What do see, we see? But then what do you do with John Ross? Sorry, Randy. You, you bench John Ross. No, see, well, that's uh, what you do with John Ross. What are we deeming as start? I need on on the graphic on NBC on Sunday night football. Does he make that graphic if they have the first Sunday yeah. night game? I think Boyd moves to the slot and John Ross is because they, they show three receivers. I think I think it's John Ross. I, I do too. I'm going to sell this. I, I'm I, I think Higgins starts by like week five. Yeah, he does. He stinks for fantasy. I was about, I was going to Google John Ross's stats, but I typed in John Ross stinks. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's not great, but he's fast. And T Higgins has the same profile as AJ green. I don't know how you can start two of the identical player. Well, you can. It's just like uh, I. It's just John Ross had a good year before he got hurt, and he actually seemed to get where he was supposed to be. And I mean, I'm not going to say he's not going to be on the field, especially because he brings a different aspect than anyone else in that receiver room. Yes. Yeah, I'm still saying for your sake. Yeah, that was that might have been the hardest question. I just think he starts because I, I'm not a big John Ross fan, and I believe I believe the sleeper article that's saying that they expect him to start week one. Yeah, that's and it's fair to buy into that. I just think it's they're hyping him up. Yeah, right. Yeah, in, true. In fairness, in fairness, I am also just overly 
pessimistic about pretty much all rookies this year because of all the uncertainty we have right now with rookie mini camps and training yeah. and everything. I it's just hard. I mean, these guys haven't gotten a rep. They haven't gotten in a room with a coach. Like they're this it's hard for me to say anyone starting week one that isn't just has that doesn't have uh that has any kind of competition, sorry. Like, we just hope that week one is starting in week one. Uh, There's no way the NFL does not have their season on time. Yeah. The the only thing for the NFL that could be delayed or cut is the rookie mini camps and training camps. Yeah, right. But yeah. again, the Roger Goodell, Bill Belichick, and Jerry Jones are going to cure the coronavirus by the time football's supposed to kick off. Listen, dude, I'm apparently ha- running a tournament this month, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no way the NFL misses out on that revenue. There's yeah. just not. All right, moving on. Uh, buy or sell, Tyrod Taylor starts more games than Justin Herbert in 2020. I am selling because Tyrod Taylor is going to get Tyrod Taylor. Randy, I want to hear yours. <laughs> yeah, we all know what yours is going to be. You know, I, oh, God, I. This is the hardest one. I want to, I'm going to buy it, but it's mainly because I want Herbert to sit longer. <laughs> like for not 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 to fuck Sean. I mean, fuck Sean. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just a parking. But Herbert. I mean, best case scenario for Herbert is he sits a lot of the year and just gets to groom and learn. I mean, he he needs a lot of training. He just does, especially in decision making, because the Oregon offense and scheme refused to let him be a quarterback. <laughs> yeah. If he missed one deep ball throw by a yard. They wouldn't let them throw deep the rest of the game. And their offense is based on dinking, dunking to speed guys and letting them run. So for me, if he sits 10 games, that's amazing for him. And and that's better for him. Yeah. I mean, it sucks for Sean, but he's also his third quarterback. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy this, but only, and, and I've been a Justin Herbert hater quite a bit. I do think that he'll be able to pick it up quickly. I think that he has the tools to be a really good quarterback. But like Randy was just talking about with this virus and stuff, I think it's going to take him a little longer. And I wouldn't be shocked to see him start seven and Tyrod start nine. But I think Tyrod just gets a little bit of a nod. And that's why I'm going to give you Tyrod for your best quarterback shot yeah <laughs> i mean yeah, maybe maybe your first next year you know whatever it's cool. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah my Nobody. first and Devonte adams yeah um let me <laughs> let me just give you guys one stat you know how many games tyrod taylor has started in the last two years i don't care about the last two years three you know who you know the last two times tyrod taylor has been succeeded by rookie quarterbacks 2018 where they traded him away to start josh allen week one or I was it? Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. To yes. start down, and he played three games. Granted, got hurt, but there is no way in hell he was starting more than three games. Given how that Jets game went, given how the fan base was clamoring for Baker Mayfield, he's in that situation again. There is no way they don't turn to Justin Herbert before Week Six. See, I think you're giving Hugh Jackson too much credit. First of all, <laughs> and second of all, um, I don't think the fan base is going to be clamoring as much. I think the Chargers realize that Herbert needs a little bit of time. And also, Herbert's not as pro-ready as Baker was. Not even close, really, in oh, my no. opinion. Yeah, but no. 
like when he does start. I would argue that he was right around where Josh Allen is. And and they traded him away. He had made the playoffs with the Bills the year before. They were fine trading him away to give the keys to Josh Allen year one. Yes, but the, see, that's the thing, though. Like, if he was there and they had both, Josh Allen wouldn't have started. That's that's. But, kind they, of- but I'm saying the Bills felt didn't feel the need to keep Taylor they, to prove Allen. Didn't they trade him before the draft? I think so. I think he was gone but before they knew, because they, they knew they, they were taking Allen. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm I'm just saying this is it's a tough one because in my opinion Herbert needs to sit a bit just to just to get more comfortable. I just want him to be more comfortable. Yeah, clearly, they, teams aren't too fine to play right there. Well, and, and that's my last point on this. The Chargers are like Anthony Lynn is fond of Tyrod Taylor. You want to talk about coach speak? I don't. <laughs> I don't they, think they that and picked Justin Herbert as the sixth pick in the draft. I mean, but listen, dude. Like you need a future. But this team has so many weapons already that Tyrod can just sit there and be a game manager and dink and dunk and not turn the ball over, and they can win games. Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> it, it is a very tough division, though. Pushing yeah. all, pushing all my chips in. I'm buying that. <laughs> um, buy or sell. Ronald Jones get the bulk, gets the bulk of snaps over Keyshawn Vaughn the, this upcoming year. <laughs> I'm gonna. I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to buy, but I think it's going to be close to an even split. I'm going to sell because I don't think Arians believes in Jones. That's it. This, the, I don't know why I, I typed yeah, this you one made out. This, cause this is hard. I think I'm going to buy it, but I want to sell it because Ronald Jones can't pass protect and Tom Brady needs someone who can. But Ronald Jones is a much better running back right now. Keyshawn Vaughn has better hands, though. So what the? I don't know. I, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. I'm gonna sell. <laughs> I'm, I, ah, I'm sorry. I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy that Ronald Jones has more snaps. Yeah. I would sell, but I I'm also a bigger believer in Keyshawn Vaughn than a lot of people. So it's true. Yeah. Confirm. All right, moving on. Buy, buy or sell Jalen Rieger's hands? Like, there's no. There's what else? I'm selling them. <laughs> I'm gonna sell too. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna buy. He so Randy I'm, and I have had this conversation. He, I'm gonna buy the fact that he has hands. Now, <laughs> that he, that is true. I, that, yes. I that's the question. I'm gonna buy it. But it, he he has had some drop issues, but they are overblown just from very bad quarterback play. And a lot of the time, I mean, majority. I think he had nine drop passes last year. I think that's the exact stat. Yes, uh, and. Of, I mean, there's so many where those drop. I mean, you can go through and actually look up all nine drop passes, <laughs> and I would say, th- I think it was three or four of them were actual drops, and the other ones were overthrown balls they got a finger on. Yeah, <laughs> I I do worry about his contested catch ability, but um, he, but see, that's the thing for his size. I think he excelled at it. That's true for his size, but Especially he's not gonna in the NFL. But it's it's with that quarterback play. I think he's got so much better quarterback right now. Oh yeah, he's got two better quarterbacks. <laughs> True, <laughs> and, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, he gets open. He he needs a better route tree. Obviously, he needs to be a better, smoother route runner. But with that speed and with his just willingness to go for that ball, I I just I don't think he's going to have nine drops. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna sell. Uh, I I just I've been. 
this whole draft process, I've been one of the people defending Rager's hands. So, side question: uh, Where would you draft Rager in redraft leagues? Um, around just Jefferson. Uh, maybe a little bit more, but but we'd have to see how that Eagles uh, wide receiver room shakes out a bit here because we don't necessarily know what's going on with Sean Jackson. We don't necessarily know what's going on with Alshon Jeffries. So don't sleep on Quez. No I'm going to sleep on him. I mean, I'm not going to draft him, so I'm going to sleep. All right, next <laughs> one. Moving on. Uh, Denzel Mims, buy or sell Adam Gase. Sell, 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 yeah. sell, sell, sell. I put that I, one in there for you. Adam Gase sucks. Yeah, I'm gonna sell, and that's why I would probably sell Mims. To ruin Denzel Mims. Yeah, but he's not though, because Gase is gonna get fired after this year. So that's, yeah, fucking hope so. But he's going to find a way in 2020 to ruin Denzel Mims. Yeah, I, I wouldn't touch Denzel Mims in redraft leagues, just because Adam Gase sucks. I, I mean, I, I would this, rather hit a lot of guys late. Yeah, dude, this, Christian, this question is such a cop out. Buy or sell Michael Pittman Jr. will be the number one option at times. <laughs> that question is such a cop out. Well, obviously you're going to buy it because are you there's though? so much risk going into it. Yeah, because if if Hilton's hurt or anything happens to Hilton, it's Pittman. If or is it? Times, so he or can, is it Paris? What I'm saying, Randy. Yeah, at times. <laughs> If this is correct, so, right. uh, yeah, meant like at, like for a full game at least, but yeah, because I'm gonna I'm still gonna buy him because I don't think Ty Hilton makes it through all sixteen. Yeah, Hilton's been hurt. We haven't seen anything from uh, Paris Last Campbell. Like the same Paris Campbell. Holy yeah. crap! And Pascal's Zach Pascal. Yeah, yeah, but he was the number one option for them last year, and he was. But they didn't at. have Pittman or Campbell though. So Campbell, uh, Campbell is a. I've I watched Paris Campbell for four for four years at Ohio State. He is a gadget player, a la Curtis Samuel. He's not going to be a receiver. He's not going to be a receiver that's a receiver in the NFL. He's a gadget player that they're going to use for jet sweeps, maybe one or two deep threats. But Paris Campbell isn't just isn't going to be a wide receiver. See, I think he can be a good slot guy, but I don't know that that's the number one option. It could be for Philip Rivers because he can only throw five yards down the field. <laughs> but yeah, I, Paris Cam- I think Paris Campbell is more of a gadget player like Curtis Samuel, and but, it shows uh, how much the it shows how much the uh, Panthers value Curtis Samuel with you know trading for Robbie Anderson. Yeah, now, now if this know. question was is Pittman by the end of the year going to be the best receiver on the Colts? That would be a better question, but I would still sell it just because it's yeah. his first year. And I mean, it's just hard. I, he kind of had to do it all by himself last year, but I don't know. Rivers worries me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'll buy this. He'll definitely be the number one option at yeah, 2020. That's why I'm going to play Devil's <laughs> I'm saying it. This is literally yeah, it because of the way you typed it. <laughs> yes. Right. All right. Buy or sell Darrington Evans will get more work than Deion Lewis did in Tennessee last year. <laughs> buy. <laughs> I'm gonna buy because Dar- Deion Lewis literally was non-existent. Yes, he was non-existent. I'm gonna and- buy it, but also <clears throat> I don't know, man. I think they got something working with Henry being on the field more times than not at the end of the year last year. So maybe they view it as a replacement for Henry if they can't get a deal done. See, that's my thing here. That's why it has to be a buy for me because one way or the other, he's a better pass. He's gonna have more, and he's gonna have more work than. Deion Lewis. Yeah, either way. But here's the other thing. Either way you look at it is if they're re-signing Henry, they're going to want to work him, but they're not going to want to drive him into the ground. They're going to want to give him some rest and give another guy some carries. 
Because if you're going to sign a guy that's going to get paid what he's going to get paid, you don't want him to be hurt or mm-hmm. too much tread in the tires, anything like that. And he has been run through the ringer the last year and a half. So he needs a, he needs some help. And the other thing is, if they're not going to pay Henry, you want this guy to get some work and be ready to take over. So either way, he's going to get, I mean, let's, Deion Lewis got what, like 15% of the workload? Like, Evans is going to get 30 at least. Yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, buy or sell, Brandon Ayuk has more fantasy points than Debo Samuel in 2020. Uh, sell. Sell. Sell easy. Sell. Debo stepped out so much. Yeah. I, I absolutely Ayuk love what he did. Ayuk is going to be used, but yeah, I'm going to sell. Yeah, I was going to be used, but you got to remember, think about how complicated Kyle Shanahan's playbook is. And, I mean, there's so many – Debo wasn't even really fully it in the playbook. Him, it took him eight or nine weeks to really grasp it. He, I don't really think he had the full playbook by the end of the year, but he yeah. was so effective. He was right. Yeah, he was so effective that Shanahan just put him on the field and gave him the ball because that's all you need to do with Debo. Right. <laughs> Ayuk's not necessarily that guy. Yeah, no, I, I <clears throat> I use a better like route runner, like and yards after the catch, but yeah, Debo's yeah. just faster. Yeah, Debo's uh, all around amazing. Yeah, so I'm going to sell. All right, moving on. Uh, buy or sell. Lavisca Shane Alda establishes himself as the wide receiver two and becomes relevant in redraft over DD Westbrook. I am not going to touch this question for later. That's you guys. That's, um, I'm going to buy it just because I think LaVisca is better than D.D. Westbrook, but <clears throat> I don't think it's a guarantee, especially with, I mean, we keep coming back to this, but it is a tough year to be a rookie. And I think that mm-hmm. while the playbook can be too complicated, if Gardner Minshew and, um, well, I guess just Gardner Minshew learned it and was able to start starting week one, um, I think that it will be tough. I think DD comes into the year as the wide receiver too, uh, but I think Lavisca has value in redraft. Yeah. See, I'm gonna sell this to um, if if this was. Do we think Chanel gets more fantasy points than Westbrook? I would buy it because they've already come out and said that they they wanted to be a good wide receiver, but they're going to use him all over. So. I, I, I do think he probably has a better chance of getting more touchdowns. I think he might even have a better chance of getting more touches. But as a pure wide receiver, too, Westbrook probably is going to be better at least until year two. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, again, I'm not going to touch that one. Uh, moving on. Fire uh, sell. Cole Komet starts over Jimmy Graham, Adam Shaheen, and the seven other tight ends that are in Chicago. <laughs> uh, I'm he selling. He, yeah, so he's not going to start. Yeah, I think he's, yeah, Graham's going to start. I think Kermit's the future, but it's going to be Graham. Tight ends always take a while to get going. Yeah. He has a good guy to learn under. As much as everyone hates Jimmy Graham, I think Graham will take him under his wing a little bit. Yeah. And maybe that's like early career Graham is what you get out of Komet eventually. Yeah. Right. yeah. And Komet's already a better blocker than Graham. So basically, <laughs> By a lot. teaches him. A little bit of receiving yeah. techniques and little tricks, he's going to be a complete stud in a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, last one. Buy or sell. Adam Troutman is the next George Kittle. Sell. Sell. Adam, Trout- Adam Troutman, he hasn't even faced elite competition. He played I'm, a date. I'm going to sell it, but where did George Kittle play? Iowa. Iowa. A All Big right. Ten school. You're right. <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, shit, that's right. I guess they do produce pretty good tight ends, too. Uh, (laughs) uh, I love how Randy and I were that quick. Yeah, that was pretty pretty quick. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to sell it. It's it's possible Troutman could be good. It's possible he could be better than Josh Hill. Um, But, yeah. He's already better than Josh Hill. Yeah, he's not going to be George Kittle. George Kittle is a physical ridiculousness. But... Troutman has also shown that physicality just on a lower level. Like, I think the possibility of him getting to something of a poor man's George Kittle is there. I just don't think he'll get all the way up to Kittle. That's fair. Randy hates him, though. I don't hate him. It's just he hasn't had any competition. His technique is sloppy at best because he hasn't needed it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's so much to learn. He he won't be... It actually <laughs> truly relevant tight end for for till year three. Yeah, yeah, don't don't touch him this year. Don't no. just don't. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's it for our buy or sell. Let's each give one bold prediction. Rookie, uh, we'll say the player and what our bold prediction is. Christian, you start. No, no, no. Let Let Sean go first because he's been talking about it the whole show. That's fine. Very true. Okay. You go first. All right, here we go. So <laughs> I didn't touch the Lavisca Lavisca Shane all uh, buy or sell because my bold prediction. Is Lavisca Shainalt finishes as rookie wide receiver three, only behind Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. I think they're going to use Shainalt all over the field. I think they took him in the second round to use him a lot. Like Randy said, they're going to use him in the slot. They're going to use him outside. And he's very good when he's healthy. I think he is going to be healthy going into this season. So I think Lavisca Shainalt finishes as the rookie wide receiver three this year. And I think that puts him in the wide receiver two to wide receiver three right in between that for 2020. That's my bold prediction for LaVisca Shano. I don't know if I can get behind it, but I, I mean, I, these are supposed I, to be bold predictions. Exactly. Point. Yeah, I know. You know, I understand where it's coming from. I, yeah, I, me too. I'm not going to buy it. It's not, not the same. <laughs> right. But it's a bold prediction. And I do think that he finishes above CD lamb. I think he finishes above Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rieger. I'm just saying that I think Shane Alt only is behind, at the end of the year, Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy. That's cool. Um, all right. My bold prediction, rookie edition, is that Jeff Thomas, the undrafted free agent wide receiver for the New England Patriots. Um, what'd you say? Out of the U. At, yes, out of, out of the U. Uh, I call it Miami because I'm a simpleton. Um, but I think Jeff Thomas makes the roster. I think Jeff Thomas establishes himself as Jarrett Stidham's probably second favorite target behind one of these rookie tight ends. And I think Jeff Thomas has fantasy relevance in 2021. Boy, Not throwing, 2020. Throwing Nikhil Harry under the bus. Throwing Julian Edelman under the bus. Yeah, so I, I, I also think that Julian Edelman just kind of says, nah, at some point <laughs> this year. He says, like, I'm out. He just quits. Yeah, he pulls a what was that that player that quit at halftime? Who did oh, that? Oh, uh, the dude. For, yeah, the dude for the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, I could I don't think I actually think that'll happen with Edelman. Um but I do think that Jeff Thomas is like the guy that's gonna work under Edelman and establish himself. Ante Davis. Yeah. And Jeff Thomas establishes himself as the new slot receiver for the Patriots going into twenty twenty one. Boy, that, that is a bold prediction. <laughs> I and love I, it, man. I love Jeff Thomas. I mean mine mine is saying mine is saying a good player in LaVisca Shaynall could finish as a wide receiver three. Christian's basically saying that Julian Edelman is going to quit football. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's gonna quit the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, he'll quit he's he'll force his release so he can go sign with the Bucks. Uh, oh boy, it, it, this is kind of a weird payback situation because last year I I basically discovered Preston Williams and raved about him to Christian to the point where Christian was really mad that I got him before him in our startup for our dynasty. And this year he brought Jeff Thomas more to my attention than I wanted to give him. And we both really love him now. And then he, he was able to actually spend waiver money already to get him. So hell yeah. (laughs) I was going to make the roster. The only reason he won't make the roster is if he just doesn't put in the work. Uh, the dude does have care, and now the dude does have character issues. He exactly. does, he does, and that's why it's so bold. Right. All right. For me, uh, my res- <laughs> ironically, I picked a receiver as well. It's probably because it was the easiest. Um, but I went with Isaiah Coulter, uh, the wide receiver for the Texans. My bold prediction is that he replaces DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, my my bold prediction is by. By week 10, he will be a starting receiver for the Texans. And that's because they did trade for uh, Brandon Cooks, but they waited until Coulter to try and draft a guy in that receiver room. Uh, He brings a different aspect and body type than any of the other receivers in that room. And let's be honest, (laughs) every receiver ahead of him has major injury concerns and can't stay healthy to save their lives. And I pray to God that Cooks doesn't get another concussion. <laughs> and Will Fuller uh, actually can do Will something. Fuller, Will Fuller can keep a hamstring together for a full game. And <laughs> Kiki QT can touch a field. And <laughs> Kenny Steele can keep together. For a Sorry. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, they, they have a lot of talent in that room, but Coulter is a different body type. He, he's a red zone threat. He, he's very talented. He's got a little bit to learn, but. I like what he brings to the table for an offense that's going to be desperate for a guy to at least body type replace Hopkins. Definitely fair. So out of the three, if we all had to pick, whose is the most realistic? What What was your bold prediction? He was going to be the third best rookie receiver? Yes. yes. I'm going to go with Randy's. Personally. I think mine, just because you had him top three. Like, okay. It's just it's a it's possible. It's very possible. Yours but is second, it, mine's third. By the way, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm I, I would pick mine first, so I'm not going to. It's answer. very <laughs> for me. It's kind of tied between yours and mine. Yeah, I, I, the reason and touches. Fuck Christian. And I, I still yours. Yeah, well, yeah. You said he was going to be uh, the second best option. <laughs> you said Julian Edelman was going to quit the Patriots. I did. I took that back. <laughs> um, but for me, too, is Shanault was a first-round talent, but he had he had an injury at, at Colorado that pushed him back to the second. Um, I think I think if he was picked in the first round, this would be a different argument, you know. Yeah, and and I agree, but 
I I had him as a second round talent. I think he got drafted where he was, should have. Yeah. Right. But. Okay. No, I I I I mean I think we're all bold in our own rights. I mean some maybe more than others. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think that's good. Um. So do you guys have any uh last uh, lasting comments here? No. I think mm-hmm. mine's pretty good though. Asshole. <laughs> I like. I, mean, I like. I love Jeff Thomas. No. But- I I like I would my 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 brother and my dad are big Miami fans. I saw Jeff Thomas when he was on the field. He was very very good. The yeah. problem is he just can't stay on the field. Whether it's injuries, whether it's suspensions, yeah. Jeff Thomas just can't stay on the field. That like that's that's my only issue with that. But it, it's not bad. I mean it, it it's it's bold. It's it's taking an undrafted. In all honesty, I took a second round guy. Randy took like a fifth round guy and is saying that he could start. I don't I don't know off the top of my head where Coulter got picked. But and yours is an undrafted free agent, so I, I I probably cheated a little bit with being a second round, but I think I was bold yeah. enough given where he's going to finish. Exactly, like if you'd have said he was going to be a top ten rookie receiver, right. I'd have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. if you but, uh, said he was going to be a wide receiver three, what this plus, year? I'd have been like, yeah, plus probably. He, plus, if he finishes as a top three rookie wide receiver, I feel pretty good that I you know got him in the third round of our rookie draft. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So, all right. So, obviously, as always, check out our website, officialcutpod.wordpress.com. I know Christian put out a ridiculously early 2021 draft article. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll we'll be as as it gets closer to you know July August, we'll be po- putting out more uh, fancy relevant stuff. Uh, I know Brandon is going to be contributing more and more for us. And as always, follow us on all the socials at the Cut FFL. Uh, follow me at sward underscore twelve. Uh, whatever your guys are, I don't remember them. At 40 underscore Williams. Mine's at Randy underscore Hall 71. Uh, and of the three of us, I would argue that Christian are, tweets the most draft content at the time. You'll just see me liking and retweeting a lot of uh, Indian <laughs> stuff because I miss baseball. Um, <laughs> but uh, so uh, just keep an eye out on our Twitter. Uh, we'll be we'll definitely be posting some more stuff. Uh, we'll look at the website. Uh, other than that, Thanks for joining us tonight, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. For Randy Hall, Christian Williams, I'm Sean Ward. We'll see you later. We gone.